Hey guys, uh, it's me, Gerald. I just got done recording my episode. I'm going to put this in the beginning of the episode because I want you to listen all the way through. There's kind of an Easter egg in this episode. Um, so uh, somebody who is very important to me, my best friend Robbie, got married. And I do a special little um, section just for him and his uh, wife. So I want you to listen all the way through, find it, tag him, let him know that you heard it and appreciate it. And um, yeah, we want to send love and support out to the new couple, Mr. and Mrs. Green. And uh, yeah, just uh, sit back and enjoy the episode. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Later. All right, what's up? Hello, world. This is Joe from the Guy Talk Podcast. Uh, we got a few topics to cover today uh but we're not gonna take too long but i'm gonna try to rush through them as quickly as possible i don't want to take up too much of you guys' time uh i know you guys got other podcasts to get to other things that you want to uh do and listen to uh so i just want to take up just a small amount of your time uh today anyway um i don't really know where to start like usual so I'm going to just shotgun this thing. I got a bunch of topics uh, that I wrote down. Uh, you know, again, pretty much no research required or not necessarily required, just done uh, out of pure laziness. But I'm going to give you the highlights. That's what this show is, the highlight reel, uh, especially since I'm right now doing it by myself. Hopefully, soon and very soon... Um, I'll be having Robbie back on with me, um, and I think that's a good place to start. Uh, Robbie and his uh, fiance uh, are no longer uh, uh, fiancés. They are officially husband and wife. Their wedding was last weekend. Uh, right now, they are currently in Hawaii enjoying their honeymoon together, uh, so any and everybody listening to this, I want you to go find Robbie on his Facebook page, uh, send him all types of love and support and uh, congratulations and all that good stuff. Um, it was a beautiful ceremony. It was really um, short and sweet, you know, as these things need to be. There doesn't need to be a whole lot of drawn out extra malarkey uh when telling somebody you love them you know it's pretty much as simple as that i love you you love me we love each other all right we're good let's bounce um you know the the night was full of uh good people uh a great venue uh decent uh food and and music um so it was all it was all good um we did have some issues uh, leading up to the wedding that kind of persisted throughout the night, but those uh, things are going to hopefully get ironed out um, shortly. And, you know, hopefully we don't have to uh, worry about these things for too much longer. Uh, but we, we uh, just tried our best to make that day as, uh, stress-free as possible um it was great uh we had uh some tears from family and friends you know Robbie is not only uh a husband but now he's officially um the father of two young children um uh one of which really had a hard time and it was you know it was a beautiful moment uh, it it was great, but it sucked at the same time because I was literally standing right next to him and it was part of the groomsmen. And, uh, I was, uh, like I said, standing right next to him. And as he's going off, you know, um, watching his mom get married and just the emotions and happiness he felt. Uh, manifested itself in in uh, tears of joy 
those tears of joy also, you know, kind of hit hard. And I'm a sucker for, you know, when I see a, a man cry, uh, I I understand what that takes uh, to get a man to, to cry. Um, so I really sympathize with that and it, and it gets me emotional. So to uh, be so close to him while he was... Uh, you know, having this moment, it was, it was hard. It made it tough. I didn't want to, you know, shed tears or anything like that, even though it was, it was beautiful, all that good stuff. It was, uh, it was good. I, I got to watch my best friend get married. Um, you know, we have a, a very long history, almost 20 years, uh, of knowing each other. And we've shared, you know, moments and conversations about, you know, women and love and uh, just all these things before. And I'm sure women, you know, um, don't think guys talk about stuff like that, but we do. Um, you know, if a, if a guy is being genuine with you, he'll, he'll tell you that, yeah, we have our moments of vulnerability uh, amongst other men, but it takes years to build up to that point. I, we don't just run to just a so-so friend and, you know, get deep about, you know, man, I, I just really love her, that type of shit. Uh, but it happens, you know, uh, we've, I remember sitting in the car one night uh, with Robbie for like an hour or something, just talking about um, uh, kind of like the loves of our lives at that, you know, at that moment. And uh, the ones that we felt got away or, you know, just all these things. So, uh, like I said, we have a very deep and rich history. And to watch him get married was um, it was a blessing. And, and I thank him for allowing me uh, to be in the wedding. And also my son, you know, he was a ring bearer. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't make it down the aisle because he... Um, yeah, he, he couldn't deal with the pressure. And as soon as he walked out and he just started bawling and crying, oh, my mommy. <laughs> but it was cute, you know, it was, it was funny. It's one of those moments where if nothing else, um, people are going to remember it uh, for years and years to come. So, you know, that was, that was cool. Uh, but, yeah, I want to you know, send a shout out to those guys to, um, for allowing me to be a part of it. Um, but beyond that, let's get into the, the rest of the stuff. Um, just right off top, I got up here, Jason's, uh, Statham, uh, uh, bottle, uh, cap kick. I don't know if you guys seen this video, Jason, Th uh, Statham, this is kind of like a tongue twister. Jason, Th 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 Jason Statham uh, kicked the bottle cap off of a stationary bottle. Um, yeah, and it was, you know, this cool video in slow-mo. And I saw John Mayer did one. And those are the only two that I've seen. But, um, yeah, they they did it. And it's like ripping through the internet right now. Um, it made me think of, and I don't know why, but I saw a different video, um, maybe the day before or two days before that, uh, Jason Statham video went viral of a interview with John Carl Van Dam, where he was talking about, um, you know, some of his roles and all those things. And I just kind of had the uh, the thought of who would win in a fight in the prime uh, of Jason Statham. Uh, prime, I guess, would be Transporter 1 and 2 versus Prime uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme would be Bloodsport. Uh, who would win in a fight? Um, I don't know. Something about a dude that can just bust out splits is kind of terrifying to me. 
So I'm gonna go with Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, yeah, I want you guys to tell me who you would have in a fight. Uh, I think they're both, you know, capable of actually doing some real damage to people. I, I know for a fact that John Claude Van Damme was an actual kickboxer, so um, I know he has legit skills and training. I don't know about Jason uh, Statham per se, but in all his movies, it looks to be legit. So, uh, yeah, that's just kind of something that you know bounce around in the old old uh, upstairs. So give me you guys' opinion. Um, oh, this one, uh, I just saw this morning. I don't even really know this dude. I, I mean, I know of him, but he's not somebody that I really uh, follow and listen to their opinions and, and um, just kind of an avid viewer of their, you know, television shows. But uh, hold on one sec. I got my coffee. Um Anderson Cooper, uh, the uh, news personality. Um, I guess his mom just passed or passed away fairly recently. And there was kind of like some dispute over um, an inheritance, you know, because he comes from a pretty wealthy family. And, you know, I read just into the article a little bit, uh, maybe two or three paragraphs. And... The thing that stuck out to me is that he comes from a long line of money, uh, meaning like his his money goes back to great, great, great grandparents. Um, so I started digging a little bit on who this guy's uh, grandparents are, and it's something um, Vanderbilt. Uh, it's like the Vanderbilt family. And I guess they like uh, started like a railroad company or they did something with trans transportation industry and um, which is where most of his family's money comes from. Um, and for some reason, just just because I decided to see if his family had anything to do with slavery. And uh, sure enough, there was something and, you know, it's the Internet. There could be a lot of misinformation out there. So I don't know for sure. But uh, I just typed in his grandfather's name, whatever, uh, Vanderbilt um, slaves. And the first article that popped up was the Vanderbilt family. Uh transportation and then they also uh you know had farms and something in the south and they used the locomotives to move goods from the south to the north and uh on their farms they had slaves and then it got me to thinking about um if he got this inheritance um, and from what I know about him, I know that he's, um, at least from the outside and my limited, uh, exposure to him is that he's kind of left leaning, um, with this inheritance, knowing if it's true that his family has had some type of hand physically in slavery uh and he's about to get this lump sum of money this family money that was built off of the backs of people that look like me i wonder if he uh would you know uh voice his opinions or advocate for uh some type of reparations which is like another topic. It's like one of these hot button things that's going on right now. National debates have been going off. Uh, the Democrats have been showing their ass and you know coming out and 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 just speaking about this reparation things for like the last year. Everybody's talking about reparation. That's like you can't be a, a politician right now and 
either the Democratic Party or the Republican Party without that hot button word of reparations. People are really advocating for it to pass and to to uh, go into effect. Um, and I I don't know, man. Obviously, I would want some type of uh, reparations and compensation um, because I believe that this country owes it to us. Uh, it's all in all up and through our history books where uh, it was promised to us. It was uh, I believe it was written in legislation that was somehow finagled and twisted and distorted and manipulated to be erased or to be rescinded. Um, so I believe this country owes a great debt to, uh, people who are descendants of African slaves. That's a fact. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It was just kind of this whole big kind of spiral and just, uh, it was, uh, I don't know, a, a brain tangent that I went on from seeing the the headline of Anderson Cooper gets his inheritance to, you know, finding out his family has generational wealth, uh, which made me feel a type of way. And especially knowing that that generational wealth uh, came about on the backs of probably my ancestors. Uh, and then it got me thinking about these current events and, uh, current politicians out here talking about reparations. Now, the reparations conversation, I'm, I'm hesitant to, uh, be for it because it's one of those things where I don't believe that it's healthy to, want something like that because it's just going to lead you to to disappointment that's basically it they're they're gonna save reparations 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 they're gonna collect your votes and then i believe that they're gonna get in office and forget and you know most politicians have amnesia once they get into office and um they're just going to leave us hanging. So they'll get your votes off of that, uh, that desire for compensation. You know, everybody wants money. And if you can get free money, that's even better. So they're going to be out there trying to get votes on this idea that they're going to give you free money that is somehow owed to you. And once they get in our office, we've seen it time and time and time again where they're just not going to honor you know their uh their promises that that they uh were standing on to get elected so yeah i just want to put that out there you guys just think about that when you hit the polls uh really watch these guys clearly uh, I don't know which political party you vote for, if it's Democratic or Republic or Independent, whatever. Just if they make if they are going to make promises to you, that is fine. But also ask them how they are going to make these things possible, how they are going to go about enacting some of these policies, because the idea of a policy is one thing. Anybody can have a great idea, but the execution of that idea is where I think more people should focus on and um, elect those people who have great execution of ideas. Because, you know, it, without the execution, the dream or the plan or, or whatever it is, it's meaningless. Um, uh, speaking of execution... Uh, in the best sense of the word, uh, the women, uh, U.S. women's soccer team went out and executed 
against uh, the French uh, last week uh, to make it into the world finals. They are trying to go and repeat, I believe. Uh, I watched some of it. I was at a wing stop with, with my family and it was just on. And I'm not a huge, huge soccer fan or anything like that. I'm, I know a few names of players who are mostly retired now. Um, yeah, so I'm not well versed in the world of soccer, but or football, depending on where you are. Uh, I believe most of the people listening to this podcast are from North America, and we call it soccer. Um, but yeah, I I'm not really well versed into it. But I can say for damn sure that women's soccer is it's kind of entertaining, like more than a little bit. It's it's uh it's pretty entertaining. These women bust their ass. They do pretty much all the same things that the guys do. But one of the things that um uh this guy that I work with, you know, he is a actual um soccer fan, and he was uh talking about it he's like man women's soccer is way better because um they they play just as hard they're just as competitive um you know and it's it's exciting in the same way that the men's uh version is but the only difference is with the guys they do uh 10 times more flopping and you know, oh, he hit me in the face or he kicked me or they'll run into somebody on purpose when they have clear view that they're, you know, in front of them. But they'll run into them and and draw a foul and, and pause the game or whatever the, you know, terminology is. They'll do that shit like intentionally 10 times more than the women do. The women go out there and they get busy. They go out there and. They run, they kick, and they slide, and they steal, they pass. They, they're making goals like crazy. But that whole flopping bullshit is, is just out the window. But anyway, uh, just circle back to the uh, U.S. women's soccer team. I want to congratulate them for heading back to the finals. That's good for America. That's good for them. Hopefully they uh, win the championship trophy the world cup whatever it whatever it's called um and you know they all go on to greater greater things um oh but speaking of soccer uh i just listened to this audio book the other day called the beautiful mind i think it was called and it uh it had a, a big focus on soccer but basically in the book it was talking about um a soccer player from back in the seventies, like this really big revered player over in London. Uh, and it talked about how, you know, for as great of a player he was and how revered he was, he still died a horrible death, um, because of playing soccer. And, um, what I mean is the book was about CTE and pretty much those guys that you know guys and girls there's there's you know a lot of interviews in the book uh but the the people who head the ball a lot or or accidentally get kicked in the head or whatever the situation is that causes uh something to jostle your brain and and even if you don't have a concussion but if you get stung or get a little buzz or whatever. Um, Yeah, all those things add up. And the CTE is real. And the effects of it are real. And what it's going to do to each and every person is really um, terrifying. And it made me kind of think about myself and and where I am uh in life. Um like I've I've suffered a few concussions when I played football. Uh apparently there was one time where 
I, I did a heads up drill one on one with this guy and I remember him rocking my belt, like just ringing my bell. And I was sitting there like dazed. But my friends were telling me that I was drooling and all this shit. And I, I, I don't know if I believe them, if they were just kind of over exaggerating the story. But they was like, nah, man, you fucking, you was out on your feet. I was like, Man, I remember being days. I remember that shit like rocking and it hurting or whatnot. Um, but drooling. Nah, I don't remember no drool. But anyway, uh, some of the effects that are discussed in the book, um, I can see in myself already. And um, yeah, it's it's just it's pretty terrifying to think that it's possible one day. That I may have dementia, that I may forget who my son is, or who my sister is, or who my parents are, or who my wife is, or whatever. Um, I, I'm already forgetful. Uh, I feel like, even though I'm doing pretty good right now, I feel like my speech pattern hasn't been the same since like before. Um, I feel like I used to talk way better, but the older I've gotten, uh, I feel like it's a little more choppy or whatnot, but that's just kind of me picking apart and criticizing my own uh, ability to speak. Uh, but I don't know. It, it's it's a good read. If you guys uh, want to check it out, I highly recommend it. It's called The Beautiful Mind. Um, yeah, I'll try to find the link to it and, and make it available. Uh to anybody who wants to read it. Uh, what's next? Uh, we talked about the U.S. soccer, national debates, Anderson Cooper, Robbie and Tamara's wedding, Jason Statham versus Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, uh, we talked about Fire Festival, I believe. Yeah, I think we talked about that on the podcast. Uh, the Fire Festival, um, Ja Rule, and whatever that dude's name was. Um, people that try to scam all the rich and famous, uh, out of millions and millions and millions of dollars, uh, for this festival that was supposed to be the high end, uh, version of Coachella to where it's like the rich and famous, very extravagant, the uh, posh and lush and just excellence in every way. And, um, that, that festival that was a huge disaster. Uh, apparently, the island where that festival was supposed to take place is now for sale. Now, that's that's great, maybe. Um, but it's also bad. Did that festival tank that economy to where now the, the whole island has to be sold in order to survive um i don't know i know that there was millions and millions of dollars at stake and most of the money that was supposed to go back into those communities never made it i know that a lot of money went out uh in the documentary the lady that was kind of in charge of catering uh as far as keeping the workers fed and even uh, working with the guests or whatnot, she she said that she went to her own personal savings and pretty much bankrupted herself uh, to to make sure that the festival was going to be a success with the promise that once it was completed, she was going to get compensated properly and and all that stuff. So I don't know if this festival not only just ruined the lives of, you know, uh, a little small section of people on the island, or if it just completely obliterated the economy of that entire island to where now it needs to be sold in order to, in order to stay afloat, if you will. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with that in, in the near future, I guess. 
But uh, speaking of islands, also, um, hopefully everybody at this point has heard about the Dominican Republic uh, with the tainted mini bar beverages. You know, a, a lot of people have gone down there on vacation, uh, reportedly uh, dipped into their mini bars uh drank the alcohol or whatever was in there the juices i don't know and they basically are poisoning themselves and they they're winding up dead uh just from going on vacation and trying to have a little turn up session in their hotel room a little pre-funk or post night whatever the situation is uh you know that's unfortunate uh you know I'm not a vacation guy per se, uh, mainly because I don't have money like that. <laughs> I wish I did so I could go vacation. But, you know, uh, these stories like this make me not excited to go places, especially abroad, uh, where I'm so far from home. You get sick. You, you don't speak the language. Uh, you can't really tell people what's wrong. You find yourself in a hospital and then just off of dumb luck, you you turn up dead. You know what I mean? Just that's terrifying to me. Um, yeah, I'm not that. That's not cool. But at this point, let me take a quick break and uh, switch gears and then come back and, and finish off uh, the pod. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, it's me, Gerald. We're here at Robbie's wedding. This is a surprise. Um, we just got done with the ceremony. We're getting into the reception and everything's, uh, you know, it's beautiful, man. Um, speeches happen and, you know, I didn't go up and give a speech, um, you know, mainly because of cowardice. Uh, I'm just not a big public speaker, but this is uh, the best way I can, you know, relay my love and uh, affection towards uh, you guys as a couple. Um, so, uh, Robbie has been my best friend for almost two decades now. We go back to 2000, you know, day one of ninth grade. And, um, We've had, uh, you know, pretty, you know, up and down relationship, not in a bad way. It's just um, we'd have those spurts where we would uh, not see each other for a while, not speak to each other for a while, but we would always come back. Because uh, that's the type of friendship we have. Um, that time and distance never really affects the quality of friendship that we have. Like, legitimately, I would do anything for him, and I'm sure he would do the same. Um, in a lot of ways, we're like brothers. And, you know, Tamara, I just want you to know that you are getting a quality, upstanding man. I'm sure you know that, and that's why you're marrying him. Um, but let me just tell you one thing. To let you know how great of a guy you're getting. And again, I know you already know how great he is. You've seen and experienced um, uh, a fair amount of those things already in yourself. But this uh, story is true to me, uh, which is like my example, which is just one of many. Um, but years and years ago, Early on in my relationship with my wife, you know, we were living together and we just had the one vehicle and she was driving from Tacoma to Renton to go to work, you know, just back and forth every day. And like I said, we had the one vehicle and, um, you know, that's a lot of wear and tear on one car. And it just so happened that one night, um, 
her something happened with her car. I can't remember exactly what. But something happened with her car to where she <clears throat> she called me crying and couldn't, you know, get herself together. Um and my first response was like, damn, I can't do nothing. You know, something happened with the car where it was broken down, she was on the side of the road, and I can't do anything. And this is like a testament to the type of person Robbie is, that in that moment where she's fearful, afraid, and just distraught in every sense of the word, she calls me and my first instinct is not to call a family member, it's not to call um, anybody that's in the immediate vicinity, but it was to call Robbie. He was my one and only phone call. And that, that phone call at that moment really sealed the deal for me on how good of a friend he really was. And like I said, we've had numerous of instances before this, but this really, really made me value him as a friend and, and realize that he was, at the very least, no matter what, down for me. Uh, so I made the, the phone call and in that phone call, I, you know, it was late. It was one, two o'clock in the morning. And I call Robbie, he answers. And I tell him, look, man, you know, I don't have a car. Um, and this is happening. My, my girl is out there alone on the side of the road. She's scared. Uh, there's no AAA, none of that. Um, I need, I need your help, man. Just, can you go out there and pick her up? And without hesitation, he was like, where she's at? And he just went, he, he told me that he got up and was prepared to go. Matter of fact, he was on the road when I called him back after, um, she had called me back and said she had gotten a hold of somebody else like a brother or something or her uh, brother's girlfriend at the time or something um, uh, yeah so I, I believe he was on the road heading to go pick her up at 2 o'clock in the morning off of one phone call that he answered the first time with very little information gone he was gonna go do me a solid and pick up you know my girlfriend and, and bring her home safe if that doesn't speak volumes of the type of person he is, then I don't know what what is. You know, you could, um, I could tell you stories about how he loaned me money to keep the lights on in my house, to keep my rent paid, to, you know, help me be able to buy diapers and formula and all this stuff for my kids. But those things, don't really matter as much just because anybody can give money um, but when you sacrifice your time at a moment's notice like that that is really where uh, you can you know weed out the different levels of friendships and um, that guy that night proved to me that he was the best friend that I'll ever have in my life. Um, so, I don't know you very well, Tamir, but I know you guys are good for each other. Matter of fact, you have the same dynamic as my wife and I, and uh, I just wish you guys nothing but the best. All right, and I'm back. Uh, left off with Dominican Republic, which is uh, scary. But since we are in um, celebration mode, um, talking about vacations, uh, I have a vacation coming up uh, right after 4th of July, um, which is uh, 
taking the family camping. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to try to go camping twice this uh, this summer. This first trip is only going to be a one night camping adventure. Uh, we're just going to go out. I don't be uh, uh, over in the Gig Harbor, Purdy area. Found the campground over there. We're going to go camp for one night. Uh, probably take some steak and take some hot dogs or hot links or something and and do it up over a fire and then um you know just kind of sit around and chill hang out with each other come home the next day that that first camping trip is kind of like the the pre-funk to the big one that i'm gonna do later on in the uh, summer probably first week of august or end of august uh but uh, the next trip, we're trying to go down to um, Cougar, Washington. Uh, I found this video on Facebook uh, where somebody posted it, you know, like, oh, this is where I'm trying to go. This is where I'm trying to be this summer. And I look and it's, um, it says it's Cougar, Washington. And uh, it's like a river that has this uh, waterfall. Uh, section in it where it just pulls up into like the small little lake and, and just continues to run off down and into another river and it looks like beautiful it looks magical almost it looks super beautiful and uh i saw that video and i forwarded it uh forwarded it forwarded it did it, 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 it. I sent it over to my wife <laughs> via uh, messenger, Facebook messenger, and um, I said, hey, we got to go to this place. Look at this. This looks dope. Uh, so, you know, she agreed, and, you know, we're, we're going out there at the uh, in August. So that one, I believe, is going to be, like, three days, uh, like, over the entire weekend. It's like I have a three-day weekend. So we're going to go out there and do that. Excuse me. Um, and I, that's the trip I'm looking forward to because then we get to go out and go hiking uh, and maybe even do some fishing out there. I, I know there's a lake uh, very close to there. And also, I believe it's not too far from... Mount St. Helens, so uh, I believe it's like three hours away from where I live now, so if we're already out there three hours, and it takes us another hour and a half to get to Mount St. Helens, I'll drive the extra hour and a half just to get to St. Helens so I can say that I've been there, um, so that weekend is going to be kind of jam-packed, and it's going to be about an adventure, uh, about really hanging out and enjoying nature and each other unplugging and getting away from you know all the technology uh even though i do plan on bringing my cell phone and some battery banks just in case because i i watch horror movies and i'm not gonna get caught um <laughs> anywhere even if there's a, a a small chance that i won't well even though there's a good chance i won't have a signal there's a chance that I might get a signal, so I'll take that small chance of having the signal with the full battery um, out there. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, speaking of like celebration time too, Fourth um, of July is coming up. We're gonna be busting them fireworks. Oh, excuse me, I don't know why I'm yawning. Had a Good sleep, well, fully rested. I don't know what, but um, uh, 4th of July is coming up. I'm looking forward to that. I'm maybe going to a friend's house, um, a former co worker. We're gonna go to his place and barbecue and and drink and be merry. Uh, he's quickly becoming one of my good friends, too. Um, yeah, he, we're always inviting each other to do stuff together. Uh, if it's fight nights or 
just uh, hanging out and, and coming to a cookout or whatever. Um, so he's quickly becoming a good friend of mine. I find it is hard as an adult to make quality friends and and people that you can trust because you never just you never know about people. And the thing is, as an adult, when you invest time into uh, a person and then they fuck around and let you down for some reason that hits a little bit different than when you were a kid. Um, in hindsight, uh, as a kid, it feels like, you know, it, it, your whole world is falling apart. But when you get a little older, you'd be like, man, that really wasn't shit anyway. But as an adult, when you feel like you have all your shit together, like you're supposed to, and you know, your, your friend circle has been trimmed way down to basically a skeleton, uh, a skeleton crew of friends and then you allow one or two more people to join into that friend friend group and then they let you down it hits a little bit different you know because it's like damn i should know better than to let anybody new in well at the same time it's like we're human we um we crave and seek companionship and and other human contact. So it's only natural for us to want to bring people in, even if you are a introvert or if you're a recluse or you're just kind of a lone wolf. At some point, you will need and crave and desire uh, human contact. And um, yeah, if, if you open yourself up to becoming friends with somebody, and they disappoint you, it just hits a little different. Uh, I don't know why I brought that up. But um, anyway, yeah, uh, since 4th of July is coming up, matter of fact, I think I might put this out on 4th of July. So as of right now, it's 4th of July. Enjoy yourself. Drink. Have a good time. Be smart, though. Don't drink and drive. Don't uh, light fireworks while you've been drinking. Let let people who are sober handle that. Um, enjoy yourself. And uh, yeah, where, where I live in Pierce County, they need to really uh, do something about the laws that say we can't let off fireworks in city limits. Even though everybody does anyway, it's just the the fear of getting a ticket and, you know, or possibly being arrested is never good for the mind. So they need to kind of lift that ban and, and make more of a, um, if there's going to be a law that says you, uh, uh, well, the targets fireworks, I think the only law should be no one outside of a native American can sell them or, uh, anybody who, uh, sets off fireworks is responsible for the cleanup. That is, uh, that is something I can get behind because one is, you know, all that fireworks shit is just litter at the end of the day. So if you're caught just leaving huge amounts of, uh, garbage and waste in parking lots or on streets or wherever you choose to do your fireworks, then, yeah, I think you should be cited for that. But just the, the whole uh, suppression of all fireworks, just, you know, in total, in totality, I don't like that. Uh, they need to come up with something different uh, because fireworks are a celebration. It brings joy. Um and it's it's good times, you know what I'm saying? So Pierce County needs to figure something out. And um I think that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I got. Oh no, fourth of July today. Um, since I'm putting this out today, um it's been long overdue and I've been waiting for this for a long time. Uh, it's crazy because 
I just got into these these episodes and this this show maybe three weeks ago, and I mean I watched two full seasons of this show within a week. Um, so for three weeks, three weeks to me feels like a long time. And and even though I'm very new to this show, uh, but Stranger Things, <laughs> Stranger Things comes back tonight on Netflix. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I might watch the first episode that morning. If it's hitting right, I might not even go out and kick it. You feel me? No, I'm just playing. Um, no, Stranger Things comes out. So if you're uh, a Stranger Things fan, uh, go out and watch that. I know that some people didn't really like the last season all that much and blah, 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 blah. I don't really give a fuck. I think the show was good. Um, I even posted on Facebook that I think Stranger Things was uh, a more compelling and better show than Game of Thrones was. Um, sorry. Uh, Game of Thrones was, it was really good, but then they dropped the ball in a major way on that last season, which it it, it just shit on the entirety of the the show. It just completely shit on everything they had built up to. Uh, the one saving grace was the, the big battle with uh, the, the White Walkers. And uh, uh, was it Daenerys burning down um, uh, Cersei's uh, kingdom? That was good payoff, uh, but everything else was kind of just bullshit. So, Stranger Things to me, way better of a show. So, yeah, that's coming out today. So, be on the lookout for that if you are a fan. And, uh, yeah, again, outside of that, that's all I have. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. So enjoy the podcast. I, or I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, please share it with your friends and family. Um, you know, I feel like this is something I keep saying all the time. I, I uh, ask people to do that, and I've never seen myself tagged in anything. Uh, it's been a while, at least. Um, and I never really see it on anybody's socials um, saying that, hey, this is a good show. It's a quality show. It's good content, good conversation. Um, I never really see that. So if you guys could help me out and uh, share it and post it uh, with your friends and family, I appreciate it. Uh, it's all about, you know, progressing. And I can't do that without your support so outside of that i hope you guys enjoyed the enjoyed the episode i hope you enjoy your holiday be safe again and um have fun uh outside of that i'll see you guys next time peace